Come on, come all. It's Quinn David Furness. This is my podcast, the Beantown Podcast. It is the People's Podcast, as voted by you, the fans. One of Baltimore's top 500 podcasts is Baltimore City, not Baltimore County. I want to make sure that we're all clear on that. Happy Father's Day, June 17th, 2018. The Beantown Podcast, first ever Father's Day special. And what a special day it is. We're coming to you live from home base itself, 817 St. Paul Street. Here in beautiful Beantown, USA. How is everyone doing? The summer is definitely here. Uh, 85 degrees, humid as balls. And uh, yeah, wow. Let's, uh, let's, let's get this out of the way before anything else. It is Father's Day. And uh, I wrote a little ditty for all you dads out there, and it's a little uh, little ballad about my own dad. It's got some spunk, it's got some technical skills. Um, yeah, I think it's gonna be lit. So, without further ado, here is uh, here is the the Father's Day Bean Town Podcast Happy Father's Day special. Dad, oh what a dad So glad you're not dead So glad you're my alive dad Dad, if you were dead You'd be like a mummy That'd be really weird So happy Father's Day To my dad Happy Father's Day Love you pops Happy Father's Day to my dad. Happy Father's Day. I love you, Pops. Dad, you took me to Orlando, and then you got food poisoning. That really sucked. Dad, that's the last time we went to any Bob Evans south of the Mason-Dixon line. Happy Father's Day to my dad. Happy Father's Day. Love you, Pops. Happy Father's Day to my dad. Happy Father's Day. Love you, Pops. Here's something you're really going to like. A little uh, scat solo. Here we go. beep ba 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 do beep ba ba da ba it's not Jason Raz. It's just Quinn David Furnace. And this is my podcast. Hey! Happy Father's Day to my dad. Happy Father's Day. Love you, Pops. Happy Father's Day to my dad. Happy Father's Day. Love you, Pops. Love you, Jason Raz. And I love you, Bob Evans. And I don't actually hate mummies. I think mummies are kind of cool. Think mummies are kind of cool.
Oh, what a day. What a day. What's been going on with everybody else? Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> need, a, need a breather. Good thing I got water here from my University of Delaware chemical engineering class of 2018 mug. Thank you to the Blue Hens for providing me with this beautiful gift. I'm glad you're a fan of the podcast. I'm a fan of yours, too. Joe Flacco, what a Blue Hen. Uh, listener discretion is advised. When you are imbibing in the fruit of my nectar, uh, we occasionally will use some 18 plus not suitable for uh, Incredibles 2 audiences out there. And number two, the podcast is just objectively terrible, as it has been since day one. This is podcast number 23. That is Michael Jordan's number, baby. So you know this podcast is just going to be clutch with just the right touch of smugness. Um, I mentioned Incredibles 2 because I went and saw it yesterday, uh, the sequel to the 2004 film, 13, 14 years in the making here. Brad Bird was back to write and direct. Uh, Pretty much everybody from the original was back. Uh, Craig T. Nelson, Holly Hunter. I think one of the the kids was the same. And um, Samuel L. Jackson, of course. Brad Bird does Edna Mode. Uh, no Jason Lee this time around. Any of you out there uh, hoping for a, a little syndrome uh, uh, reappearance, you're going to be disappointed. He did not appear in this film. I thought Syndrome was maybe <clears throat> Pixar's best villain. Not that, you know, Pixar movies always have a great villain, but a lot of them do. I think uh, the, uh, the Sid from Toy Story, in fact, the Toy Story movies usually have good villains. Sid and uh, Al and Zerg from Toy Story 2 and that Bear, Lotso, and Toy Story 3, those are all good. Um, yeah, Incredible Syndrome is a great villain. Who's the, uh, oh man, who plays the bad guy in A Bug's Life? Let's look that up now because it's the the main guy is, <clears throat> what's his name? Is it Richard something? Let's check this out. Never thought I'd be Googling A Bug's Life at this stage in my life, but here we are. Uh, what is, <clears throat> what's their names? Dave, not Richard. I was thinking Richard Kind. Uh, Dave Foley plays Flick. And Kevin Spacey, oh, isn't that timely? Kevin Spacey as Hopper, leader of the Grasshopper Gang. Uh, yeah, that's appropriate. Oh, Richard Kind is in it, too. He plays Molt, Hopper's dim-witted younger brother. Oh, so they're they're teaming up. Uh, Dennis Leary is in that movie too. You don't hear a lot about Dennis Leary these days. He uh, he also did uh, the, he did the Ice Age movies. I think he was <clears throat> in uh, those movies. He plays the tiger, and uh, you just uh, I don't know. I'm sure he's still doing stuff, but uh, you don't see his comedy very much anymore. That's usually what or that's kind of what he made himself on and. I don't know. I was uh I take interest in Dennis Leary because I was watching his uh his run on Celebrity Jeopardy from like we're t- this is like 16 years ago. Regis was hosting a comedy edition and oh man, who else is on that uh that cycle? Ray Romano, Bill Maher, 
Um, I might be conflating two different seasons now. Kathy Griffin's on there. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Some One of those videos a couple weeks ago popped up in my newsfeed, and now I would say on average every day I watch at least one episode of uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. That stuff was golden. It was before Google. You could phone your friends, and it was it was fun stuff. Ben Stiller's run was great. He calls his mom, uh, and she is of no help. <coughs> That's a fun episode. Anyways, uh it is uh, Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to my dad. Hope uh, brunch was nice this morning. I sent him an e-card. Now, uh, I'll admit, I tried to send him a couple e-cards, and each time I kept getting to the, the send screen, and I was like, in order to send your e-card, please become a free subscriber. I was like, it's not a free subscriber if I have to pay seven ninety nine a month. It's, uh, it's free after I pay the $8, but um, up... And until that point, it's it's not quite as free uh, for me. So uh, on my third try, just like Jesus being resurrected on the third day, uh, <clears throat> the, uh, the 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 card was sent. It wasn't quite as fun, right? He didn't have like the moving pictures. The first one, couple ones I found, uh, one from Hallmark was this really good one with these bears fishing in the sun. He throws this whole reel right into the lake, and the dad's like, "Oh, that's a bummer," and they're chuckling and chortling and they share the rod and they have a great time uh the second one was was a little bit less fun but it also included bears uh i have a habit of uh of using bears on cards that i send there was this uh we had this this program um i don't know if it was a microsoft program i don't even remember what it was called it was uh someone's gonna have to help me out with this it was like a card making software it was like the most early 2000s looking software I can think of. It was like, uh, it was like Seasons Greetings or something, but that's not what it was. I know that's not what it was. And we would make all of our cards on there. And uh, there was this one famous picture from like the clip art clipboard, and it was of uh, this bear with this piece of cake. And I always used that. And I think I think the first ten times I used it, I was just. I didn't, there, there wasn't a pattern yet. I was just like, oh, this looks like a great picture. I'll use this one every time without realizing it. And then eventually it started to become a parody of itself when I, uh, you know, probably by the time I turned 20 or 21. But up until that point, we were just having fun. Um, oh, man. Someone's going to have to help me out with the name of that. Uh, but yeah, happy uh, Father's Day to my dad. He is uh, not located in Beantown. In fact, I don't. Probably haven't spent a Father's Day with my dad in five years or so. So it's not something I get to partake in <clears throat> with frequency, nor do I get to be there for his birthday. I'm just a great son. But uh, for all you dads out there, thank you, and thank you for subscribing to the podcast. I was at an O's game on Friday night, and they handed out these um, floppy hats, bucket hats, I think is what they're called, and uh, it really completed my dad look out outfit because I had the floppy hat and I was wearing this uh, blue Hawaiian shirt that I have, which I purposely ordered in extra large XXL. Maybe I think it was cheaper and it just it looks hot. If you look hot, wear it. That's a Joe Maddenism. And then I had my uh, my uh, khaki shorts. I was just working the entire look, <clears throat> looking like a true dad. Um, that's basically 
what I'm going for on, on these Tinder and Tinder-like sites. I'm not trying to blow anybody away. I totally got the dad bod going. I got the dad jokes going. Um, I got the just the whole package, really, uh, pun intended. And, uh, yeah, with, with limited results, uh, we, uh, we were talking a little bit about Tinder and about online dates last week and we actually put out a uh a uh, a call to action if you will calling the fans asking them for some of their best uh, uh aka worst first date uh online dating edition stories i have another good one that that i'll share remember last week we were talking about uh the parking girl oh what a day that was happy friday can't park But uh, we did get some um, some fan interaction. Thank you to all the fans. You uh, are what makes this podcast work. Uh, before we get to those Tinder stories, I'll mention we, we did ship out some merch. Uh, we've had some merch circulating for myself, for my own personal use the past couple months or so. But we now officially have sent out our first batch of uh, Beantown podcast caps. So if you see somebody on the street, Wearing a Beantown podcast cap, you don't have to say, wow, that looks cool. Wish I could have one. You can have one today. Just shoot me an email, beantownpodcast at yahoo.com. That's beantown, B-E-A-N-T-O-W-N podcast at yahoo.com. And I'll design a hat for you. We'll work with you to get you something you really like. Uh, baseball caps, trucker hats. If you're into T-shirts, custom shoes, uh, these are all things we can do for you. Uh, those baseball caps went for about $18, but we were actually having a, a, a Revolutionary War special. So uh, they sold for seventeen seventy-six actually. Um, if you're interested, let me know. You can also tweet at me. I'm at BeantownCast. Message us on Facebook. Um, all that sort of stuff. You know how to reach us. This is not a joke. We, we do have hats that we sent out. Um, and, uh, and thank you to those who, uh, who purchased them. It was really exciting for us. Uh, but the, let's, uh, let's get to these, uh, these first date stories, Tinder. Uh, this is all anonymous. Let's just run down the line. We got some stuff on Facebook. We got some emails. Uh, let's, uh, let's check it out here. We have one. The guy said he would knit when he was angry, and I never talked to him again. Definitely a serial killer. Now, I don't want to, uh, to, uh, to shed a bad light on the knitting community or the quilting community, or the cross-stitchers, or even the cross-dressers. But, uh, yeah, if, you, if, if you're leading with knitting when you're angry, and, and granted, let, let's be real here, a lot of these things are presumably things that are being shared on a first date and potentially a, a second date, but, you know, right in that introductory realm. Uh, there are certain things that are definitely fun to share on a first date, and there are certain things about your, like, deep emotional i won't say problems but just uh complexities that, that you don't have to get into on a first date and you probably shouldn't and uh and that's one of them so if you knit when you're angry i don't think that that in itself is like the weird ist part of that but uh it's definitely weird to uh to lead with that to share that off the bat um Another says, I've had at least six crazies living in Baltimore. Well, pff, that city, let me tell you. Uh, not all via Tinder. Those were actually pretty mild compared to spontaneous dates. Or I was better at filtering then. And then a fun emoji with the tongue sticking out. Uh, yeah, Baltimore's got some crazies, let me tell you. What a city, you know, riddled with crime. 
and uh, and other things. And uh, I, you know, they got about an eighty-five percent mortality rate uh, in Baltimore, almost as bad as Chicago. Which Trump said he was going to fix in three days. And uh, what 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 are we at now? Trump's been in office for something like I don't know. It's around like four hundred sixty-five days, and uh, more than that, five hundred days. And uh, Chicago's not fixed yet. You know, half of everybody who visits Chicago gets murdered. The crime there, it's, it's so bad, it's just unbelievable, unbelievable. And I tell you, I, and, and people have said this, and people will say this about me, I'm, I'm a tough guy. I, I'm nice, but I'm, I'm tough. And I would get in there, and I'd fix that city in three days. Um, my Trump, here's the thing. I, when Trump was, like, in the early stages of his campaign, this is probably what like mid 2015 late 2015 so i was uh like a sophomore in college um and when it was like really still like totally a, a seemed like a joke and it was really fun to make fun of donald trump i actually worked really hard on my trump impression and uh, it got to be really good not really re- pretty good at one point and then once he got elected it just kind of got depressing to do it um i should I should pick it up again. I mean, I, I know there's a billion people doing it, but you could even hear today, and for those of you who heard me done in the past, you know that um, it, it was a lot better than it is now. I just don't do it often, so it didn't sound very good today. But, uh, yeah, Baltimore is crazy. Thank you for sharing that story. Here's an email we got. Um, was listening to your latest episode, thought I'd share my weird date story. Well, thank you. I met up with someone for drinks, and when I first saw him, he seemed nice enough. Well, that's that's how every date with me starts. I don't like where this is going. However, once he got toasty off one old-fashioned, <laughs> I read – I don't normally read these emails until um, I start the podcast. I did read this one before because um, I, because they, these were stories that I was going to tell. Um, He got toasty off one old-fashioned. I love that phrase. Thank you. He started asking me about what was the one thing I don't like about myself. Uh, That right there, uh, so this is actually an interesting point. That's an intriguing question, and that's definitely something I've asked people in a relationship before, and I think that it's a good question to ask. I don't know if it's your strongest play uh, first date just because here's the thing. I don't think that that question in itself is terrible but i think that there are a billion other questions out there that you should be asking on a first date before you ask that so unless your first date is lasting like 10 hours which is too long uh you don't need to ask that question the email continues uh from there he ranted uh this sounds like my podcast about his issues with his dad that's what I spent the first five minutes of my podcast talking about, how he used to get into a lot of fights, uh, not me per se, but uh, emotional fights with myself. Uh, this is describing me quite a bit here and was talking about uh, how he refused to call trans people by their pronouns because it went against his right to believe what he wanted to believe. That was in quotation marks. Well, we did mention cross stressors already on the podcast, so uh, feeling a little attacked right now. He ended up ghost. I ended up ghosting him because I was low key afraid of him. To which he kept crazily texting and calling me. I have other crazy stories, but this was my most recent one. Well, thank you for sharing. It's sent from my iPhone too. What a that's a that's an extensive message to send from your iPhone. I I have had an iPhone now for four plus years. Uh, f- 
around there. Three years. Three years I've had an iPhone. And I still, man, the typing is just not great. I mean, it's way better than it was when I first got my phone. But I tell you what, on my old, like, LG with the the manual keyboard, it slid, slid out on the side and you uh, you flipped it, you know, 90 degrees and you started typing. I soared in that environment. I was I was king of texting with that thing. You could not slow me down. Uh, when I was when I was working it with that baby and the iPhone, I just I, I can still go fast and autocorrect is good enough that it it works most of the time. But there will still be days. Oftentimes, you know, it's it's late at night when I'm tired and I'm at like a weird angle in bed and I'm sending a message or something, um, or I've had a beer or two. Um, but there will be days when it is not happening. And then the other thing, this is so weird. I'm sure other people have had these experiences. I don't know why this is. Um, my autocorrect on my iPhone works differently depending on the app I'm using. So I'm, if I'm using messages or sending a text message, works that's like full capacity. It's working great. If I use it on like Safari, and I use Safari for almost everything on my iPhone because I don't use social media apps like Facebook or Twitter, Instagram. I just bookmark their pages. Um, it It's so bad. It's like it lags behind. Uh, it doesn't catch things the same way it does when I'm sending a text message. I don't know why that is. Maybe some of my uh, software engineer listeners can help me out with that. Um, but the, So there's there's a difference. And uh, I don't, yeah, I, I don't know why that is, but um, back to the email. Thank you for, for sending that. Yeah, there's been, uh, uh, or I'm sure pretty much everybody who's ever been on a Tinder or Tinder-like app date before has had some sort of crazy story. I'll share one um, that I, I haven't told many people. I told some of my close friends about this. It's, it's not like a, a bad thing that happened to me. It's, it's not going to be weird, but it's a, it's just a bad situation. So I go out <clears throat> on a date with this girl. This is probably, I don't know, middle of winter, I'm thinking. Yeah, because I remember how hot it was in her apartment because the heat was on. So this is probably like January or something. And I take the bus out there. She lives like three miles south and east of where I live, still in the city. And we go out. We have a drink. Um, it's like it's a little slow going, the conversation at first. She's kind of closed off and, you know, seems nice enough, but just like not great at making eye contact and not great at just like asking me anything about myself um, so I'm thinking like, uh, I don't know how this is going. Now we get, you know, a couple beers in and she loosens up a little bit and the conversation's going a lot better. I'm just feeling overall, like feeling a lot better about how the date's going. Uh, whole thing lasts like two hours and <clears throat> we had intentionally picked that place cause it was close to her apartment. I like to do that on a Tinder date, pick something that's close to one of yours apartments. So you have that option afterwards. I know people who are always like, you should meet exactly halfway. Um, and I, I'm okay with that. If it's like a, if it's like a daytime thing, like a lunch or like a coffee thing, like I'm chill with that. But when you're having like drinks at night, it's just nice. Uh, whether, you know, whether you're doing something physically after or whether just, you know, you want to be close to someone can get to bed quicker. I appreciate that more than if you both have to, do travel just to get back home so uh we're we're close to her apartment so we go back there 
And she, well, she said, do you want to meet my dogs? And I'm like, uh, yeah, absolutely. I love dogs. So we get into her apartment, and first thing I notice, I walk in. It's January in Baltimore. It's probably like 20 degrees outside. You walk in. This place is like fourth level Dante. It It is just hot as balls, which I'm not used to because, well, I do for, you know, about a month or so in the winter, turn my heat on. Uh, it's always as low as it goes, which is like 61 degrees. This place probably like 85, 86, just way beyond the point of comfort. It'd be like you have to be in that apartment naked or else you're going to be sweating, which is the way I feel right now because it's 90 degrees outside and 80% humidity. Um, but I, I don't mind like T-shirt and shorts inside in the winter. I had an apartment sophomore in Chicago where we did not control our heat and it was so hot and I had to do that. But this was like next level. Anyways, so I first thing I noticed how hot it is. Next thing, she's got these two dogs and they're each in a separate crate right next to each other right in the living room when you walk in. Which I think is like, okay, that's like, uh, I don't know if that's weird. I guess I'm not a dog owner, but like, why why do you have them in crates? Why are they in separate crates? She says, oh, they don't like each other. Like, whoa, why do you have two dogs that don't like each other that seems bad for them? It seems like a terrible headache for you. So she uh, she we, we take them each out for a walk, one at a time individually, and we get back, and I notice something very peculiar, and that is that there are no water dishes in these dogs' crates. And these are big dogs. They're panting. Um, it's hot in that apartment. I'm like, okay, this is strange. So I ask her, Yo, do, do the dogs need water? Um, we should get them some water, right? Because we put them back in the crates when we get back to our apartment. And she says, no, I, they're fine. They had some water earlier today. And I'm just thinking, mm, uh, ew, ooh, I'm a little uncomfortable. These dogs have been in these crates for the last at least two hours while we were on our date. I don't know if you were at home before. I don't know if they are out. It doesn't seem like you keep them out when you're at home because they're in crates now and we're at home. There's no water, so what's the deal? And she's like, oh, I mean, I think they're fine. Like, Meanwhile, they're panting. It's 85 degrees. And so she she makes her move. She says, you want to go upstairs? And I'm just like, mm, the dogs, though, you know, they, they kind of ruined it for me. And so I said, you know, the classic, I'm tired. Uh, I got a bar mitzvah tomorrow. I'm playing for a wedding. The, the classic excuses. So I Uber. I, I nope the fuck out of there, as they say. Nope TF. And uh, I get home. And um, I wake up the next morning, and I send one simple message. I say, please, to the, to the Tinder girl, I say, please give your dogs some water, or they are going to die. And I send it, and I blocked her number, and that was the end. So maybe, maybe I'm the villain in that story. I don't know. That's obviously not the perfect way to handle situation but i am of course a 21st century person who is just terrible at confrontation and avoids it so i guess i i ghosted her in a sense but in a way i i felt a little uh little justified in how i did it so that was my uh that's probably you know if i reached back into the depths of you know the seven years that i've been dating 10 years I've been dating. Um, that's probably not the worst 
story, but it is one that sticks in my mind. It's the dog girl. Uh, it's a bad story. I hope those dogs are alive somehow. Um, I hope they have water. So I guess I'm just ultra sensitive to this sort of thing because I have a dog that died from like heat exhaustion related stuff. So yeah, give your dogs water. Um, it's just a nice thing to do. Thank you to everybody who uh, who reached out with your stories. Um, yeah, those those were fun. I, I had a fun time reading them. Uh, one other thing I want to get to here. I had mentioned about a month ago on the podcast that I had been contacted by uh, a West African prince who had told me of a large fortune that uh, that I had rights to all of a sudden. And, you know, I've gotten plenty of these emails before and – Oftentimes, I will simply mark him as spam and go along, do my business, um, meaning I'm on the toilet because that's when I catch up on my emails like anybody else. And uh, this time, I decided to, to, to take the approach a little bit differently. So I, I play along, email him back. I say, uh, uh, yes, I, I, I'm interested, uh, but, but how, did you, how did you find me? You know, how did you figure out this was my money? And, and he emails back uh, a couple days later and and says that he found me through uh, through Facebook, and I, I that's a little strange. But uh, but I say okay. So uh, so how do I get my hands on the money? And he says, well, first thing we have to do is, is ver- verify your bank account info. And I'm like, well, yeah, that make, make, makes sense. Uh, so I have to send him, uh, you know, $100. And if it clears, you know, it's just a test thing, right? Amazon actually does this all the time. Uh, and being real here, they, they will charge $1 uh, to your account, uh, make sure it clears, and then they refund it back. Uh, you might see that on your bank statement occasionally. That's that's Amazon. They do that. So this guy's just looking for the same thing, um, only it's a hundred dollars. So, so I say, okay, I send you the hundred dollars, but but first I need you to send me fifty dollars to verify that you know this account that I'm sending it to will be received. And he says, no, that's that that's silly. If you just send me the hundred dollars, then then we can get you the the sum of money that that you inherited. And so I say, okay, what about fifty-five dollars? You know, so we're we're bargaining now, uh, and this goes this goes back and forth a little bit. You can tell he's getting a little irritated. You know, I raise my offer, I lower my offer. I'm trying to see what's going to work on this guy, but he refuses to send me any money. So um, eventually, I just I'm like, okay, like this is fine. Uh, I'll do it. So what's what's your Venmo? You know, usually these guys they're looking for PayPal or some sort of wire. Uh, Venmo is not usually what they're looking for, um, but he gives me a name, which was surprising to me. And it was just this huge random string of letters. I'm sure he had just created something. Maybe he'd never even heard of Venmo before I asked him, but he created something. So you know, I said, okay, I'll, I'll do it, $100. So I go on to Venmo, and uh, this is a classic move. And I've used this move before. It's the old uh, the, the didgeridoo switcheroo. Instead of paying him on Venmo, I request on Venmo. Boom. Pull the rug right out from under him. I go hardball on my original offer of $50. I request 65 And uh, a couple of days pass. I've, I've seen nothing. You know, my request is not getting fulfilled. So I email him back. I say, hey, what's going on? I thought we agreed to $65 Venmo request. And he emails me back and says, uh, no, that's not what we agreed upon. Please stop emailing me. And uh, at this point, I'm just getting frustrated. 
You know, I'm not getting the money that I thought I was promised. Now I'm not going to be able to get my my lump sum from West Africa, Blood Diamonds, wherever it's from, and uh, and, so, and and that's that's how it ended. You know, I I wish there was a better Big Bang ending. I emailed him a couple other times. He didn't reach out. I think he marked me as spam, unfortunately. So to all of you West African princes out there, I know what you're going through. I understand the struggle. Um, I too have been blocked by by lovers and by uh, by former friends and by other West African princes. So I know the struggle. I know how that rejection feels. Um, so for any of you West African princes out there who are listening to the podcast, you want to share your story of being marked as spam or being rejected, you can email us, beantownpodcastyahoo.com. That's beantown, B-E-A-N-T-O-W-N, podcastyahoo.com. We'd love to hear um, what's uh, what's going on, what's troubling you, the issues you've had, you know, trying to con people out of money because I've been there. You know, I understand both sides of it now. It's a it's a hard knock life, and uh, and I don't envy envy you guys going through it. So um, that was my uh, my my email story. Thank you to Matthew for bringing that up and and uh, remembering to bring that back to the attention of the podcast and to uh, to all the listeners. Uh, how are we doing here? Time thirty four minutes in. We're uh, we're right in the sweet spot, the uh, the highway to the danger zone. Been watching a lot of Kenny Loggins uh, clips on YouTube these days, as as you often will do. Uh, there's a great version of Kenny Loggins and Michael McDonald singing uh, "What a Fool Believes" on uh, on YouTube. It's slowed down. It's soulful. It's got just a it's a lot of class. Uh, check that out. So those two guys are great. And, uh, yeah, even better when Kenny Loggins isn't on Coke. Um, this has been Quinn David Furness, the Beantown Podcast. This was my Father's Day special. Um, we uh, are, are looking to have a guest next week. I think that's going to happen. We just got to confirm up, uh, firm up and confirm up some details and uh, and we will announce that as the date gets closer. Um, thank you all for for your support and for reaching out. I hope everyone is enjoying their June. And uh, I know I am. I I have made a personal promise to myself to not uh, turn on the AC until it hits July, because I know once I turn on the AC, I'll get used to it. And also, it's just going to skyrocket my uh, my utilities bill. So, I've been doing well so far. I've just been uh, basically anywhere I go in my apartment, I bring my fan with me, plug it in, and put it right on me. It's spotlight style, uh, and not the the sexually abusing young boys. I'm talking about like an actual physical spotlight uh, style. It's right on me. It's on me now. It's cool. It's refreshing. Uh, I, I keep my cool, you know, when I got the spotlight on me. Uh, that's just how I do, and I do things how I do things. So um, this uh, this uh, podcast ended up going okay for having almost zero preparation. Thank you for listening to my song. Uh, I prepared that for about two minutes before I actually hit record, and I think it worked out uh, just okay. And everything that I detailed in that song was true. We did go to Orlando. Uh, Dad got food poisoning, and uh, and I still had a lot of fun even though I'm sure he was absolutely miserable because I have had food poisoning three times in my life, and, yeah, it sucks. Um, so, uh, so yeah, thank you for listening to my song. Maybe it will go platinum. 
I don't know. We should have a Beantown album. I think that would be fun. Maybe a Christmas album. We'll have to, to start thinking about that as, as the holidays get closer. Um, but, yeah, thank you for listening to that. Thank you for sending your uh, your horror first date stories. Those were fun to read out. And, um, uh, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's what I got for this podcast. So as we uh, move into the 37th minute, that's going to wrap it up for the Beantown Podcast. Uh, like us, subscribe, uh, YouTube, SoundCloud, Player FM, uh, iTunes, wherever you're listening to your podcast. And if you like what you hear, uh, tell, tell one friend about this, right? We used to go to church uh, as kids and, and you know, your, your mission statement, it's like Mission Impossible. You used to, you know, next week or, or this next week, tell, tell one person about Jesus. You know, bring one friend to church. Um, the more, and this is the only comment I'll make, and I don't feel this way, but the more you look at the church structure, doesn't it just feel like a, or evangelical structure, I'll say, looks more and more like a pyramid scheme every day, doesn't it? Bring one of your friends, they bring one of their friends, yada, yada, yada. You think they, they could have tried a little bit harder to differentiate themselves from the, the whole pyramid scheme uh, thing. Anyways, uh, that's where we're going to end with today. I'm going to go see a movie. Um, normally, I would just go check out an indie movie at my uh, my nearest theater, but I've actually seen everything that they're playing right now. So I'm going to go down to the the main one, and uh, it was between Oceans Eight and uh, Tag. In either one of those movies, I was actually like that psyched about. Um, but <clears throat> I'm actually going to go see Tag, which is not a common thing for me to do. I don't usually go see the mainstream uh, comedy movies, but. Uh, yeah, it's free for me because my movie pass, all I got to do is walk down there. So we're going to go check it out, and I will report back to you next week on, on how that movie is. Go see Incredibles 2 if you get the chance. If you like Pixar, very solid film. Not quite as great as the original, but uh, it's rare to have a sequel of any kind live up to that. It's still fun. Uh, I had a good time watching it. So that's uh, that's what Pixar did this year. This has been Quinn David Furness. This is my podcast. It's the Beantown Podcast, and it is the People's Podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing and I will check in on you next week.